Andrew McCutcheon will be back in 2024 as absolutely everyone knew he would be. That finally got done yesterday, one year, five million, and all is well. But it did get me to thinking about something related. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Is Kutch a Hall of Famer? Does he have a chance at Cooperstown? And how do those of us in Pittsburgh possibly entertain that fairly, even-handedly? We, we can't. And I say that as someone who's had a Hall vote for a few years now, and because the Pirates are the Pirates, I haven't really had any situations where I look at the ballot and say, wow, maybe I need to recuse myself or uh, set aside my positive or negative feelings about this player or that player. Because for the most part, it's cases like, you know, just to throw one out here, Todd Helton, who was always a total pro whenever I would deal with him, the Rockies, but that was so sparse, you know? And for all I know, you know, he's either the greatest guy in the world or the biggest jerk in the world or whatever. And what I experienced with him one day won't matter. And actually, none of that should matter anyway, right? Well, in Kutch's case, he's Kutch. I know Kutch. I've been interviewing him since he was 18 years old. I've known him for half his life. So in a weird kind of way, I actually feel like I'd be even more obligated to make an even greater effort than normal to support the case that he belongs in the hall. If that's the way it comes about, it's obviously going to be a while. So I'll share with you a couple of things that in general I apply to hall cases. One, and this one's a, a pretty high bar, maybe higher than it'll sound when I say it, but I'd like to see that that player at some point in his career was considered to be either the best in the game or close to the best in the game, like right up there, top three or four. I'd like to see an MVP. I'd like to see a Cy Young. You know what I'm saying here? I'd, I'd like to see that this is a name that people should remember, that should be commemorated. I don't believe in applying a general statistical litmus test to it. You know, you've got to have X number of hits. You've got to have X number of home runs, unless you're getting into era-adjusted numbers, in which case it's a lot fairer because the game itself fluctuates. And it's not fair if somebody's playing in an era where pitchers are just dominating, your numbers aren't going to be anywhere near as good as a hitter. Two, I'd like to see something special, something distinctive about the player. Here again, that might sound like an unfairly high bar because some guys are just you know, really, really good at baseball. And they played for a hundred different teams, never attached themselves to anyone, uniform or market and whatever. But it helps. 
And this is where I see Kutch coming in. He's special in Pittsburgh. He's the player of this century in Pittsburgh. He did something in carrying his team to the playoffs those three years that I don't know that you can find a fair comparison in another market because there's only one that's been as miserable as Pittsburgh has in this century. And only one player, only one, carried that franchise up to something resembling respectability. Two, he's got a pretty special place in the franchise's own lore. And remember, the Pirates are about to be entering their 143rd season, so that's not a small thing. When you see how he ranks in the top 10 of nearly every offensive category, and you're going back a century and a half, that comes with extra weight. If his name's showing up on the list with Hannes Wagner, Roberto Clemente, Willie Stargell, Ralph Kiner, that's, that's a thing, you know? And three, since I know that 99% of the voters won't consider either of the factors that I just shared. Here's something that's a little bit more basic when it comes to the sort of things that voters look at, because they they do just look at base numbers. I'm really not all that different than them, so I'm not acting like I'm above them. Baseball Reference tweeted out yesterday that Andrew McCutcheon is one home run away from becoming the 26th player with 300 homers and 200 steals. Of course, we'll remember that Kutch was sitting on that 300th homer when he got hurt to end his season in September. He's going to get it, okay? And he'll have 300 homers and 200 steals. They then went on to list the 25 players who've achieved this. And at the top of this list, conspicuously missing his asterisk is Barry Bonds. You can throw him right out of there. Hank Aaron is next. Still the all-time home run champion in my eyes. Third, Alex Rodriguez. Throw him out too. Fourth, Willie Mays. Fifth, Sammy Sosa. Throw him out. You see where we're going here? A lot of this happened. A lot of these numbers were accrued during the steroid years by players who have been documented to have been involved. I'm not going to go through all 25 here on this show and keep some and throw out the rest, but Kutch was always going to be a certain type of player from the moment he came out of Fort Meade High School in Florida. He was always going to be That more compact, powerful swing, uh, tremendous athlete on the base paths. He was going to be this type of player. The 300 homers, 200 steals type. And guess what? He's virtually there. And it's not a long list of guys ahead of him. That's a hell of a niche, you know? And he could just keep climbing up that list as well. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and... 
you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from David, who asks, Why do the Pirates need another weak glove at first base? You know, there's a lot of things I don't understand about the way Ben Charrington and staff have approached that specific position this offseason. First and foremost, I don't understand not bringing Carlos Santana back unless you've got some other master plan for a younger player who's maybe available via trade and you're targeting that individual, but you want to still have some kind of insurance there. So you go ahead and put down one year and $3 million on Rowdy Telez. Santana was, and presumably still is, pretty good defensive first baseman. And he, he was, for me, a classic case of one of those guys that you needed to see on a daily basis to appreciate even more. I don't care that he's 38 if he can still move around and cover what needs to be covered there. But it turned out he was good enough to be a gold glove finalist there. So if he's going to start deteriorating because he'd be 39 years old next summer, one would think that he's still starting from a pretty high point to begin that deterioration. But, and this is a point I don't make often enough on this program, the people who make these decisions, whether we think the decisions are smart or dumb or whatever, have infinitely more information than any of us do, myself included. They might know something, and I don't mean to suggest anything here, this is purely hypothetical, but they might know something about Santana where there's no way in the world they'd bring him back. They might know something about some kind of health issue or whatever and just say, forget it, no chance, zero, doesn't matter. We got to go look in another direction. I have no reason to believe that's the case, but I've always got to remember that that can be a real thing. Now, from there, you've got... Telez, you've got Jared Triolo, who spends a little bit of time over there in the second half of this past season. And you've got Connor Joe, who's got a good glove, great work ethic, super teammate, all that other stuff. And certainly is effective at hitting, especially with his splits from one side of the plate. You could platoon Telez and Joe. You could get Triolo in the mix. And what are you doing? You know, maybe, maybe if Triolo were to make uh, a real mark for himself, he could be that guy defensively that would address your concerns there, David. But that doesn't seem like the plan to me. I think it's a lot more likely that you would see 
Derek Shelton and his staff try to establish Triolo as more of a guy who could play multiple positions and come off the bench for you. So, I don't know. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> that took three minutes and 28 seconds to give you that I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one of these tomorrow. 